You're listening to the CCF Saturday Night Service Podcast. To connect with us, you may chat us at m.me slash We hope you enjoy today's talk. There you go. And let's say hi to those joining us online. By the way, next week, we will have a guest speaker. So you don't want to miss that out because it's IDC. So one of the speakers in IDC will be speaking at SNS. So we SNS next week. It's going to be at the main hall. So don't be late. I know parking will be a problem that day, but it's the same time, 5 p.m., after IDC, actually IDC will end around 4.30, so we only have like a few minutes of egress. I think some of them will be staying there, but don't you worry, I believe you'll be, ha- you'll be having seats on that uh, worship service on Saturday. So don't miss that out, you can invite your friends as well. So we're continuing our series, and series po natin is about prayer. Can you ask your seatmate, how's your prayer? Yeah, and how's your prayer life? Yeah, and how's your prayer life? Because that's our desire. We want everyone to have a vibrant prayer life because we truly believe that when your prayer life is vibrant, when it's growing, when you are connected to God, you are more joyful, you are more at peace, you are more guided by the Lord, you make right decisions. Yan po ba ang nangyayari sa katabi nyo, sa family member nyo? So I hope, ha, I hope that that's really what's happening because I promise you that's the impact when our uh, prayer life is vibrant. So that's why the first month of the year, we are learning all together about prayer because prayer is very important. But as we continue, since this is part three, as we continue about prayer, the question that I want to answer, I mean, this week, this is going to be our topic. The question that we want to answer is, what if, what if, let's read this together. I don't like God's answer Right? How does God answer ba whenever we pray? You know, God always answers our prayers. That's theologically, that's the truth theologically. He always answers our prayers. But He answers in three ways. And most of us, maybe all of us are familiar with this one. He answers with a? Of course we like yes. Sana Lord, you always say yes. But it's not always the case. Sometimes He says, wait. I mean, maybe it's not clear in a wait, but you know he's making you wait because he's not giving it to you yet. And you know that you are, wait, you are to wait because it's not even a no. For example, you're praying for God's best. You're praying for breakthrough financially. You're praying the, to pay off all of your debts, but it's not yet there. So God is telling you to wait. And the third one is God will tell you, no. Who likes that when God says No. Voila, okay, that's good, you're a normal person because all of us, you know, when God says no to us, we don't like that. So what do we do if God answers our prayers and we don't like the answer? The usual response that happens is we get disappointed, we get frustrated, we complain at the Lord, but I think that's normal that we get frustrated. That's normal. When you're frustrated, when, God, when you don't like God's answer, normal po yun. Pero the problem is sometimes when we don't like God, God's answer, we do three of these things, either one of these things pala. One, we stop praying. Some people, they stop praying na. They don't want to pray anymore. They don't want to spend time with God. They don't want to go to church. They don't want to do anything about the Lord because they're so disappointed with God. Maybe some of you have experienced that. Some people naman, they force the situation. Yung mga mapipilit na tao. Ask your seatmate, mapilit ka ba? 
<laughs> yung mga mabibilit, you know already that it's wrong, but you're gonna force it. I've heard that many times. And you know, based on my, you know, when I counsel people and when I hear stories of people na mapilit, in two specific ex- uh, situations, when it comes to relationship or when it comes to money. Doon usually po nagiging mapilit ang tao. When it comes to relationship, when it comes to money. You already know, God says, is saying, no, that's not for you, that's not what I want. Pero the heart is deceitful, so you keep forcing the situation. So when we don't like the answer, sometimes we try to, you know, wrestle with God and say, maybe God is really not saying no because He loves me. So we justify our heart's desire until we force the situation. Pero listen to me here. How many of us, when we try to force the things that are wrong, ended up getting hurt? Of course, you don't need to raise your hand. But all of us have experienced that. So it's not worth it when you force it. But that's the problem with us. When we don't like God's answer, either we stop praying or we force the situation. Or another one, some people, they do this. They seek other means or they seek other gods. What do I mean? They go to other maybe religious things. Also, God didn't answer my prayer. I don't like to follow Jesus anymore. Let me go to this thing. Maybe through, let's say, the horoscope, I'm gonna get my answer. Or maybe through another person, another religion, another God, I'm gonna get the answer. Some people do that. And that's why we need to have a proper understanding of prayer. You know, prayer only works if you're praying to the right person. If you're praying to the wrong person, that person will not answer the right things or will not answer at all. That's why when we started with this series, we talked about God being our Father in heaven. Remember that when Jesus taught his disciples? Our Father is the relationship, the right person. When you're praying to the right person, then definitely it will lead you to the right answer. Let's look at again what Jesus Christ taught his disciples. In Luke chapter 11 verse 1, this is the story of the entire series when Jesus taught his disciples. It happened that while, in verse 1, let's read that together, while Jesus was praying in a certain place and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray because they were so curious with Jesus how he prayed. And then we know the prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. You remember that, okay? So that was first week and second week of this series. After he taught that prayer, look at the next part. Then he said to them, look at verse 5. Suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him what? At midnight. And says to him, friend, lend me three loaves. Gutom na kasi, okay? For a friend of mine has come to me from a journey. I have nothing to set before him. And from inside, he answers and says, do not bother me. Why? Gabi na eh. He went to that place and it was already the door was already closed. And he says, Do not bother me. The door has been shut. My children are I in bed. I cannot give uh, get up and give you anything. Reasonable, right? Go back tomorrow. But look at the next part. I tell you, let's read verse 8. Even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet. Because makulit siya. Tingnan mo ay katabi mo. Makulit ka ba? 
<laughs> Kasi makulit talaga to. Okay? That's the parable. That's the story that Jesus was sharing here. Because of his persistence. And you know the Greek word of that word persistence? I love that Greek word. When I was looking at that, the Greek word is anaideia. Parang anaidea. Anaidea. That's the Greek word. And this is the meaning. Ah. It means shamelessness. Ano yung Tagalog nun? Walang yeah, okay. <laughs> no, seriously, that's the interpretation. Shameless. And even in the example, he's shameless. Gabing gabi na, pupunta ka sa friend mo. I mean, gagawin niyo ba yun sa mga friends niyo? Maybe gagawin mo yan. Okay? Right? Gabing gabi na, magda-doorbell ka, please. O kanyari, same condominium area kayo, you're gonna go to that room or you'll ask the guard, can you call them? I need to go up. I need to get milk or whatever. I need to get coffee. I'm so, you know, I, I'm depraved of coffee right now. But he was shameless. He was bold. That's what the meaning of an idea, persistence. Because of the persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. In other words, sa Tagalog, dahil makulit siya, bibigay niya yung gusto ng friend niya. Not because he's the friend, but because he is persistent. And that's why also in 1 Thessalonians, Paul reminded the Christians, what? Rejoice always. In verse 17, pray without ceasing. And that's our message for today. What do you do when you don't like God's answer to your prayers, or when God is telling you to wait, or when God is still silent, or when you don't know what God's will is at the, as of the moment, what do you do? You persevere in prayer. Now tell your seatmate, this is our topic. One, two, three, go. Persevere. Keep praying. Don't give up. Some of us, counting problems lang, or hindi in-answer ni God the way you wanted to, give up ka, God. I'm not gonna pray anymore. Keep praying. You know, theologically, God wants every one of His children to persevere. I think a lot of times, perseverance is not being taught in the church. But I'm so glad in CCF, we are learning to persevere. Because why do we need perseverance? In this world, you will have challenges. In this world, you will have tribulation. There will be prayers that will not answer the way you want it to. And then people suddenly gives up. They leave the church. They go wherever they want to go or they force the situation. But what is God teaching us? To persevere. Keep praying. Why does God want us to persevere in prayer? Three things. Perspective. He wants to teach us the perspective of prayer. He wants to teach us why we need to continually pray, why it's very important. Second, He wants to align our plans to His. Because sometimes we pray to God thinking, yun na yung right prayer request. So once we spend time with the Lord more and more each day, then we realize, ah, this is not God, what God wants for my life. So God reveals to you what He wants for your life. Alignment. To align your plans to His. And finally, for us to continually hold on to His promise. Perspective, plan, and... Now, are you ready to learn how to persevere in prayer? All right, let's look at the first one. Perspective. What do I mean by perspective? Here's the reason why God wants us to pray persistently. Praying persistently is not to force God's arm. It's not like the parable. I know the parable is saying that eventually He gave in. But the point of the parable is not for the person to give in. The point of the parable is for you and for me to persevere. 
praying persistently is not to force God's arm, but what? So we fix our eyes. We keep depending on the Lord. Look at the next passage of that same, day, same chapter. In Luke chapter 11, verse 9. So I say to you, what do you do? Ask, and it will be given to you. And what's the next one? Seek, and you will find. What's the third one? Knock. And all of these words are similar. You keep asking, you keep seeking, you keep knocking. It's in a present imperative active voice. What does that mean? It's present, it's continuous. It's active, meaning to say you're doing it. It's imperative, it's a command. God is saying he wants you to keep asking. He wants you to keep seeking. He wants you to keep knocking. That's the Father's heart of our Heavenly Father. The problem with us is we ask, and if he doesn't give right away, I'm not going to go near to my father. Just like most of the parents. I know not a lot of parents are like that. They don't want to be bothered by their children. But that's not our God. God wants us to continue running to him, asking for Stuff that we need, depending on Him. Why? Look at this next parable that Jesus taught His disciples. In Luke chapter 18, similar principle. Let's read verse 1. He was telling them what? A parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not... Oh, yung pala Ang ganda dito sa passage. Jesus already explained why he shared this parable. It's for you to continually pray and not lose heart. Especially, I know some people when they're sickness and it's not improving, but we really lose heart. We get discouraged. That's why this message is for all of us. Maybe it's about financial challenges and there's no answer. Maybe it's the relationship. Especially, there's a lot of singles who are here. Pagod na ba kayo magpray? Wag. Keep. Praying. So, mo sa katabima, persevere in prayer. One, two, three, go. Ayan. I'm not, I'm not promising na uh, that after this, all your prayers will be answered with a yes. I want to teach you to persevere in prayer. Because you might be thinking, wow, eto na, new year, new relationship. Wow. No, no, I don't. I mean, I may, you, you may have some expectation or you might be say, thinking, no, if I keep praying, all of my problems with money will be solved. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But that's why I want to, all of us to learn why God is teaching us to persevere in prayer. So, what happened in this parable? In verse 2, saying, In a certain city, there was a judge who did not fear God. So he gave the background. This person doesn't love the Lord, doesn't believe in God. He did not respect man. He doesn't love people. He's selfish. There was a widow in that city, and she kept coming to him saying, give me legal protection from my opponent. Give me legal protection from my opponent. Every day, every day, kept coming back to that king, to that judge. And then verses 4 and 5. He was unwilling, but afterward he said to himself, let's read this together. Even though I do not fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow bothers me, ang kulit, kulit niya. Okay, may kilala ba kayo? Sobrang kulit. Okay, maraming ganon. I will give her legal protection. You know, this is so relevant in their culture. You have to understand the Israelites, the Jewish people, they needed protection from persecution, from oppression. They were under the Roman Empire and they were being oppressed. 
they were being abused when it comes to taxes. They pay a lot of taxes. The tax, the, those who are in charge of the taxes, when they go to them in their houses, they're afraid. They lose a lot of stuff. So they are clamoring for legal protection. How about our rights? Almost every day, this is their need. So when Jesus shared this parable, of course, it hit them in the heart. That's our need, Lord. That's what we want. So what's the solution? And he said to them, this one, this person, this widow, will be given legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will wear what? Wear out that judge. So what happens? What's the comparison? Here's the comparison in verse 6. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge said. Now will not God bring about justice for his elect who cried to him what? Day and night? And will he delay long over them? I tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. However, and here's the, here's the qualification. When the Son of Man comes, when the Savior comes, will he find what? Faith on earth. That's the qualification. Here's what I realize about persistent prayer. Praying persistently is a reflection of our faith and dependence on the Lord. That's why you're going to keep praying. That's why you're not going to give up. Why? Because you know and I know only God can provide that. That's what the parable means. Why will you keep praying or asking the judge? In that parable, the woman kept asking the judge. Because the woman knew only the judge can give her protection. So what's the comparison? It's an evil judge. He will answer because he doesn't want to get bothered. But God, on the other hand, will answer not because he doesn't want to get bothered, but because of who he is. He is good. He is faithful. He will provide. He is our heavenly father. So Jesus was teaching them, if you know God, he will answer your prayers according to his will. But the question is, do you have faith? Will you keep coming back? Do you depend on him? It's just like my kids. You know, my kids, after their school at Life Academy, one of their favorite places to buy food or snack is Potato Corner. Masarap po talaga yun, okay? I think majority of us, if not all, we love that. And of course, we gave them guidelines that we can buy only once a week uh, we, so that, you know, save money and not always buy you know, unhealthy food. But there are days na sobrang kulit talaga nila. So after school, they will tell me, Daddy, Potato Corner. But we bought already yesterday. But Dad, I really like, I'm so hungry. Really? Are you so hungry? Alam mo, hindi naman sila mamamatay if hindi mo binigyan ng Potato Corner. But they will act as if, I'm really hungry. I can't take it anymore. Diba? May mga ganun eh. Kids are like that. And eventually, I'm gonna give in. Oh, sige na nga, sige na nga. I'll buy Potato Corner. Oh, small lang. Oh, not small. I think, yung, yung, yung third. Yung third sa, yung mega lang. Ah, okay, yung mega lang. And then, of course, my other, my other child, my daughter naman, would also ask for that. They will keep asking until they get what they want. That's how children are. They will do that. And you know why they do that? They only do that to whom? To their parents. Why? Because they have a relationship with me. They're not going to go to any stranger. My dad doesn't want to buy me potato corner. Can you buy? <laughs> They're not going to do that. Who would do that, right? They're not going to do that. In fact, sometimes I, I tease them. I tell them, I won't buy you fries. You just go to your ninong, okay? Go to your ninong. 
Ninang JC, he will buy a prize. And, but they're, they're, you know, they're shy. They're not going to do that. No, you, you ask him. <laughs> That's how they are. But why would they do that to me? Because we have a relationship. That's what the Heavenly Father wants. And why will they do that to me? Why will they persistently ask me? Because they know I can give. They know me. And why would they do that? Because they have seen me provide for them. If we see that in our daily experiences at home, that's what the Heavenly Father wants from us. That's why He's saying, Pray persistently, persevere, keep praying, don't give up, keep going to the Lord, seek Him because He wants to bless you, He wants to give you the desires of your heart according to His will. Why according to His will? Look at one example of someone who prayed persistently. Moses, you know the story of Moses, right? They were in the desert and Moses made the mistake. He sinned against the Lord with the, in the desert by hitting the rock twice God only said to Moses, speak to the rock and the water will come out. But Moses was disobedient. He hit the rock in front of all the Israelites and water still came out because of the grace of God. But that wasn't the command of the Lord. And God said, because you disobeyed me, you're, never, you're not going to enter the promised land. And what did Moses do? Verse 23 of Deuteronomy chapter 3. I pleaded with the Lord. Lord naman. I rescued, by your grace and power, I rescued these people from Egypt. We've been in the desert for a long time. Oh, Lord God, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your strong hand for what God is there in heaven or on earth. Lord, you are God. I worship you. And sometimes we're like that. Let me, please, look at verse 25. I pray. Cross over and see the fair land that is beyond the Jordan, that good hill country in Lebanon. I think a lot of us have tried doing that. When, we're, when we know already that God is saying no, and then we kneel down, Lord, please. Baka naman pwede. Baka naman may work around. I know illegal to, pero Lord, sige na naman, minsan lang. For me, birthday ko ngayon. I don't know. I don't know if that's how you talk to God. And you say the right words, Lord, I love you. I worship you. I'm going to sing worship songs. I'm going to give my tithes. That's how human beings are. But you know, you can never, we can never manipulate God. We can never even force His hand to do what we want Him to do. That's why, what did God say to Moses? Look at Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 26. But the Lord was... That the Lord was angry with me on the account of the Israelites. Of course, the Israelites were very disobedient. He would not listen to me. And what did the Lord say? Enough, speak to me no more of this matter. Go up to the top of Pisgah, lift up your eyes on the west, meaning to say, you won't enter, but I will let you see the promised land. So go to the, on top of the mountain and you'll see the promised land. But you know what? I think majority of us, or maybe some of us, know the story already that years after, decades after, Moses appeared to Jesus in the transfiguration. And eventually, what happened? He was able to enter the... During that time. Of course, it wasn't during his time, but it was decades after that it actually happened. But here's my point. The limit of prevailing or praying persistently or praying or perseverance in prayer is God's 
will. Yes, keep praying. Why? Because God wants us to depend. But it doesn't mean we can twist God's arm because there's a limit. As you continually pray, God will reveal to you His will. And if He says no, it's really no. We cannot force that. Just like Moses, he has been asking God, Lord, I really want to enter. Enough. You cannot enter the promised land. I will let you see it from afar because that's the limit. And that happens to us as well. I remember when my dad got sick, 2011, stage four, pancreatic cancer. Of course, me and my family members, we were begging the Lord, please extend this life. And we know already the situation. We, the doctor already said it's close. It's 99% impossible. There's no effective treatment yet for pancreatic cancer. It's really difficult. And my dad is 80 plus years old. We can't operate on him. So it's hard. So we said, Lord, please, only a miracle. But what did God say? He said, no. After three months, after the discovery of the cancer, three months after, or one month after that, he passed away. He said, no. But why did he do that? I don't know all the answers, but I do know that he is God. Look at this statement. Sometimes, okay, God will allow us to understand His will. Of course, we want to understand. Why did you allow the sickness to happen? Why am I in debt? Why is this happening to me, to my family? But sometimes, we will not understand His will. But in both situations, we are to respond in faith because He is God and we are not. You know, we need to learn the perspective. He is God I'm not God. If he doesn't explain why he didn't answer it that way, then I don't need to know it right now. Maybe I'm going to know it in the future. Maybe in heaven he's going to explain it. But even if he doesn't explain, it's, I, I can't force him to explain. And also, I cannot rebel against him just because he didn't explain why he gave that sickness, why he gave that problem, why he allowed that death in the family. I shouldn't run away from him, get you know, frustrated because of what he, do, he did in my life. I should all the more submit and say, Lord, I don't know, but you know. I surrender everything to you. That's what it means to persevere in prayer. You're continually praying even though God is not explaining everything. What's our message again? Persevere in prayer again. Tell your seatmate, one, three, go. Persevere. Don't give up. Keep praying. That's a perspective. There's a perspective there. God is our heavenly Father. He wants us to continually run to Him, ask Him, seek Him, knock. And what else? There's a plan. What's that plan? To align our hearts to Him. Look at this statement. The purpose of prayer is not for our request to be granted. Of course, we want our request to be granted. But you know why God created prayer? Do you know that God created prayer? That's His tool for us to spend time and have a relationship with Him. There's no cell phone. You're going to call God, God, I need help. Diba? Prayer is the way, is the tool. There's no email, God, I send you an email. Reply naman. There's no text message, I send you a smiley, you didn't smile back. No. What did God create? Prayer. That's the only tool for us to communicate with Him. Why did He create it? Of course, for us to, you know, our mindset is because I want to, you know, share my request. I have prayer requests and I want God to answer. And, you know, that's good. But that's the, not the main reason for prayer. Prayer, God created it so that our hearts will be aligned to. That's why majority of the time when you see in the scripture, 
Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Seek me. When you're connected to me, you will find me. Why? Because when we're aligned to Him, our hearts will be aligned to Him and then the prayers will be answered. That's the flow. It's not, Lord, I requested that. God is not a vendor machine. I did what I had to do, paid my tithes. You should give me what I want. Majority of the people in this world, that's how they view God. Or like a genie, I requested, you give it to me. A vendor machine, I gave that, you give it to me. No. The reason why we pray, because you depend on Him. The reason why you pray, because you're surrendered to Him. The reason why you pray, because you are desperate for Him. That's what prayer is. And that's the plan. God wants my heart and your heart to be aligned to Him. What's my proof? Look at this passage in Luke, Luke chapter 11. Suppose, I don't know about prayer though. One of you, you fathers, is asked by a son for a fish. We read this last week. He will not give him a snake instead of fish, will he? Of course, we know that. No, that's the answer to that question. He's not going to give him a snake. Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? Of course, he's not going to do that. In comparison, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, let's read that line on yellow. How much more? Heavenly Father, give to those. Why the Holy Spirit? We shared that last week. Because that's God's presence. God's presence is always the best. When we have God's presence, we are connected to God. When we're connected to God, there's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, the fruit of the Spirit. When we're connected to God, what else? We know the right way. We respond the right way. It lessens the problems in life. We know how to respond when we have problems in life. And when we are connected to His presence, we will know His will. Look at one example when we know His will. Huh? In James chapter 5, talking about Elijah, the effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. You want your prayers to accomplish a lot of things? There are two qualifications. Your prayer should be effective. And what kind of person are you? Now, can you ask your seatmate, righteous ba ako? Oh, you don't need to answer ngayon. <laughs> eh, yun yung requirement to. Look at the requirement. You know what righteous means in the scripture? It means you're right with God. It means that God has declared you righteous. And it's only by His grace that that happens. But that's the qualification. And you know when we have that, look at what happens to our prayers. Elijah is one example. When we are praying effectively the right way and our hearts are right to God, this is what happens to us. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Normal. Meaning to say, yes, you've seen him do miracles, but he's just a normal human being. He prayed earnestly, diligently, persevering in prayer that it would not rain. And it did not rain on earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again and the sky poured rain on the earth and produced its fruit. Look at what happened to Elijah in 1 Kings. That's what happened there. He prayed against Israel. And what's the prayer? Because the Israelites were disobedient. King Ahab, who's the king of Israel, was very disobedient. God said to Elijah, I'm going to send you to that nation to cause judgment in that nation and tell the king it's not going to rain for a long time. That's what happened. Elijah the Tishbite, who was the, of the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel, lives before whom I stand, surely there shall be neither dew nor? Grave, no? That's faith. That's why he's con when he's connected to God, he can do that. Now, I'm not saying now, wow, if I'm connected to God, 
can I hear that? And I'm going to tell the president, you know, if you're disobedient, there won't be any rain. I don't know if God will allow that to happen to us. But this is one example in the Old Testament when God was directly talking to the prophets. Elijah was one of his prophets. Look at what happened in the next passage. Even after many years, after many days, the word of the Lord came, or many years, in the third year of Elijah, saying, go, go back to Ahab, show yourself. And then what happens? I'm going to send rain on the face of the earth. Meaning to say, when he prayed, three years it didn't rain. And then afterwards, it rained when he prayed again. That's faith in the Lord. Because he was connected, he knows God's will. Look at this passage. Let's read this together. Verse, uh, 1 John chapter 5, 14 to 15. This is what? Confidence which we have before him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. But you know, some people, they don't understand this biblically. Because some people are saying, Oh, sabi pala dito, if I ask according to His will, but how do I know the will of God? Right? I mean, I'm not like Elijah. Pastor Marty, I don't hear God telling me, pray that there won't be any rain. I don't hear God telling me, pray that you will get a million dollars. Sana ganun, no? Lord, please, reveal that. And let me pray that, and it's going to happen. But God doesn't do that. Right now, we don't hear that. It's not audibly. What's, what's the difference between in the Old Testament and now? How come in the Old Testament, they have that, but right now, it's not happening? Dahil ba wala na? God is not doing that? I'm not saying God is not doing that anymore, because God can still do that. In fact, we hear also verses like, Oh, di ba sabi ni God, if I pray and I, 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 I say to God, Lord, throw this mountain to the sea, and then if I pray that, it's going to happen by faith. Di ba? You know that passage? You know, when I read that, and then I, you know, I was thinking, Gawin ko kaya yan. I was passing by, and then I saw the, may, the mayon. Sabi ko, Lord, can I pray that? And then, my faith naman eh. Pero wala naman, di naman tumalun yung mayon. No, seriously, I, I did that. Because eh. I what's the meaning of that? I mean to say, when I say to the Ta'al volcano, Ta'al, just drown. You know, go under the sea and that's it. By faith, by faith talaga. What does that mean? You know, I realize that we need to have a proper understanding of what God says in His Word when it comes to those verses. Because some people think na it's very controversial. When I say that, it doesn't happen naman. When I pray that, it doesn't happen naman. Sometimes I pray for healing, nothing's happening. Sometimes some people pray for healing and then it healed, right? Some people get healed. Now, for example, during prayer and fasting, I pray for healing for people. Of course, by faith, I want to see them get well. Some people, they don't get well. And then some people, they will approach me and say, you know, you prayed for me. Ah, talaga? And then I get healed. And I don't remember that I prayed for that person. It's not us who will answer the prayer. Who's going to give the answer? God. But how come when God says here, if I'm confident and I have faith, if I ask anything according to His will, He's going to hear me, and then whatever that is, He's going to give it to me. We need to understand what God's will is. Do you want to know what God's will is? Three things, okay? Para clear na clear. Three things yung will ni God. Number one, if you want to know His will, 
God's Word. What's the difference between Elijah's time and our time? There was no God's Word written. There were the prophets writing. There's Moses, what he wrote, but it's not yet the whole picture of God's revelation. We have the complete revelation of God in His Word. That's why there's no prophets now that directly hears from God because everything is already in His Word. He has revealed it already in His Word. Am I making myself clear? You understand the difference? Because you might be thinking, I'm not like Elijah. This is not happening now. But you have His Word. So if you want to know His will, for example, will to get married. Is this God's will for my life? How do I know? What's clear in the Scripture? You marry someone who loves Jesus. So pag may naligaw sa your girls who doesn't love Jesus, what's the answer? Oh, totoo. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, seriously. Clear eh. No, right? Don't entertain. Let that person grow in the Lord first. Let's see if that person will get to know, know the Lord. Because it's clear. That's the clear answer. So we know the Word of God already. For example, in doing business, if let's say there's an opportunity and you know you're going to cheat when you do that opportunity, what's the answer? No, it's clear. In the Word of God, God doesn't want dishonest gains. God doesn't want us to be, God wants us to have integrity. It's clear in His Word. Not just His Word, because sometimes it's not there in His Word. For example, will I work in the U.S. or not? It's not clear in His Word. Wala naman nakasulat dyan na USA. Meron ba USA dito? Yes, Lord. Us. Nakita mo lang yung us. US. Oh, it doesn't mean that God is sending you to the US because you see the word us. That's why number two, God's people. The authorities in your life. For the children who are here, you have parents. You're still living with your parents. They are the authorities. It could be your small group leader who's a spiritual authority. It could be your pastor. It could be your boss. It could be someone who loves the Lord that's mentoring you. Those are authorities in your life that can help you. They're not, they are not going to force you. They're not like me. When I give advice, I'm not going to force them because it's still your decision. But they're going to help you process that decision. Is this for me? Is this not for me? Is this God's will? God's people. And what's the third one? Sometimes God's, you heard God's people already. You don't see it in God's word. And you still don't know. Some people, they will say, Sige, try mo. Maybe it's really your, God's will for you to go to the U.S. You have the blessing. Let's say you have the blessing. The third one is God's orchestration, meaning to say what He allows through the different circumstances in life. For example, apply ng apply ka ng US visa and laging deny. Wala, hindi ka makapuntang US. Or let's say, apply ka ng apply dun sa company na yun. E talagang no. Rejected ka. You can't keep giving your resume, please. No, you can't beg the please. Kahit, kahit anong work, eh wala ngang opening. Or for example, you, you like someone. But that person likes another one. Wala talaga. Ay, mga young people kasi dito. Eh. That's the circumstances, the God's orchestration. He speaks through His Word. When it's not clear in His Word, He's going to speak through people. When it's still not clear through people, He's going to make it clear through circumstances. That's how you will know God's will. Look at 2 Corinthians, another example of somebody who discovered God's will. Because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, for this reason, the Apostle Paul said this, to keep me from exalting myself. So God revealed to him the purpose. 
For you not to be proud, Apostle Paul, there was given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. And Paul has been praying earnestly from, to the Lord to remove that. Look at verse 8. Concerning this, I implored the Lord three times that it may leave me. What's God's answer? He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for power is perfected in and this is what I realize when God says no to us and we don't like it. When God says no, He gives us the strength to, He will really give you the strength to move forward. That's God's work in our lives. We don't like the no, but His power will be there. What's my proof? Look at David. 2 Samuel chapter 12. He was, look at this. Then David said to Nathan, because David sinned. We know that, right? He sinned. He had an immoral relationship, adulterous relationship with Bathsheba. Bathsheba became pregnant. And he also killed the husband of Bathsheba. And now Nathan the prophet approached David, rebuked David. You're the man. You have sinned against the Lord. You did these things. David realized. What did he realize? I have sinned against the Lord. And David said, and Nathan said to David, the Lord has taken away your sin. You shall not die. However, the consequences of sin. Because of this deed, you have given occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. The child also that is born to you shall surely die. Meaning to say, Bathsheba will give, will give birth, but the boy will die. David, what did he do? Therefore inquired of God for the child. Fasted, oh, di ba? prayed, persistent, went and lay all night on the ground. And then what happened to the answer? What's God's answer? Eventually, he realized it was a no. He was pleading God, Lord, please. He was persistent in his prayer. He was persevering. But look at verses 19 to 20. When David saw that his servants was, were whispering together, David perceived, he realized, apatay ah, bata. So he asked them, is the child dead? And they said, he is dead. And what did David do? Look at the amazing response. He rose from the ground, washed his clothes, anointed himself, changed his clothes, and he came into the house of the Lord and Worship. Why did he give thanks? Because God gave him the strength to move forward. That's the goodness of God. What's our message again? Persevere in prayer. We may not like always the answer of God, but when he says no to us, I promise you, he's going to give you strength to move forward. When he says no, for example, when somebody is sick, He's going to give you strength to move forward. When he says no, when it comes to a relationship, he's going to give strength to move forward. I've experienced that many times. I was asking for you know, this relationship with this person before when I was still single. God said no. Siyempre masakit when he says no. But eventually, what happens? God will give you peace. Diba? When there's a death in the family, when my father passed away, it was painful for the next few months. That year it was painful, not just for me, for my entire family. But guess what? Every day, there's a daily grace from the Lord, daily strength from God, because you're connected to Him. And what's the good thing about that? Why is it happening? Because we continue to pray, to spend time with the Lord. If we decide, okay, nasaktan ako, Lord, I'm not gonna spend time with you anymore, look at what happens to us the more we can't handle the pain. But when we humble ourselves and say, Lord, okay, I don't understand why this is happening, but I'm, I'm here with you. I don't want to run away. I'm hurting, but I'm submitted to you. Guess what? He gives you the strength. He gives you the peace. 
He gives you His grace. Can we just praise our Lord? You give Him a clap offering. He gives you strength. Grabe yun, guys. You can't find that strength elsewhere. When you don't get what you want, when He says no, you, don't, you can't find that strength elsewhere, only from the Lord. So, what's our message again? Persevere in? So keep praying, keep praying. So when you pray, He teaches you the perspective. Why you need to pray. Why you need to spend time with the Lord daily. He aligns your heart. The plan aligns your heart to Him. And then He teaches us to continually hold on to His promise. You don't see the promise yet. Sabi niya, goodness and faithfulness and love will follow you all the days of your life. You said that in your word, Lord. Okay, I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep following you. You promised in your word that you're also a promise keeper. You know, God wants us to persevere in prayer. So daily, we will learn to what? Hold on. Keep holding on to God's promise. Sabi mo eh, don't give up. I know some people, they're tired already. Don't give up praying. Don't give up spending time with God. One example of this is Abraham. I believe eventually, maybe after 10 years, he got tired of praying. How do I know? Genesis 15. In Genesis 15, this was 10 years after he heard the prophecy from the Lord that you will be a, big, a great nation. You will, have, you will be a blessing to many people. That's Genesis chapter 12. After 10 years, wala pa rin. What do I mean? Look at what God says. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Do not, be, do not fear, Abraham. I am your shield. I am a shield to you. Your reward shall be very great. So he was reminded of the reward. You mean to say, Lord, that I'm going to be a great nation? But that's your reward. So what did he say to the Lord? Abraham said, Oh Lord God, what will you give me since I am childless? What's the prophecy of God to Abraham? This is the prophecy of Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go forth from your country, from your relatives, from your father's house, to the land which I will show you. I will make your, you a great nation. And I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And, and also put curses on those who curse you. And you and your families of the, and, and all and you and all the families of the earth will be blessed through you. But here's the problem. Wala siyang anak. How can he have a nation that he doesn't have children? How can I have a people group when I don't have children? How can I have a land? I don't own a land yet. Wala pa eh. So what did God say? What did Abraham pala say to the Lord? Oh Lord, what will you give me? I am childless and the heir of my house is Eliezer. Meaning to say, ako na mag-solve ng problem, Lord. Since you're late and you didn't give us children, he was already 85 years old during this time. So since I'm already 85 years old, my wife is already, you know, past her prime. We're not gonna have kids. So kami na mag-solve ng promise na binigay niyo. So what's going to happen? I'm going to give it to Eleazar. He's going to be my adopted son. Abraham said, since you have given no offspring to me. Meaning to say, ikaw yung may problema, Lord, you didn't keep your promise. What happened afterwards? Look at what God says to Abraham. The Lord said to Abraham, this man will not be your heir, but one who will come forth from your own body. In other words, mabubuntis si Sarah. Don't worry, Abraham. He shall be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look at towards the heavens. Count the stars if you are able to count them. So shall your... And this is the amazing thing of Abraham. He responded with what? With faith. He believed. Sige Lord, sabi mo eh. Holding on to God's promise. 
Years after, we know what happened. Sarah became pregnant. He gave birth to Isaac. Eventually, to Esau and Jacob, the grandkids. Eventually, to the 12 tribes of Israel. You know God's promise to Abraham? It was fulfilled in three ways. Israelites, that's the great nation. Israel, that's the great nation, the land. The Israelites are the people. The Israel is the land. And who was the source of blessing to all? The descendants of Abraham. The source of blessing to all the earth. You know what I realized with God? Look at Joshua chapter 21, verse 45. Let's read this together. Not one of the good promises which the Lord had made to the house of Israel failed. All, that's why he wants us to daily pray. Because he's teaching us, trust me, daily. You don't see the promise yet? Trust me, it's going to happen. You don't see it's going to happen? It's going to happen, hold on to me. Single pa rin, hanggang ngayon, don't worry. You're going to be full of love. Not because you're going to get married, or pwedeng you're going to get married, but you're going to be full of love because of the Lord. You're still struggling financially? Trust me that I'm going to provide. There's sickness and there's challenges in the family and relationship. Trust me that I love you and I know how to take care of your family. That's holding on. But here's the thing that we need to understand about God's promises. God keeps His promises, His way, and in His time. And a lot of times, guess what? When we're praying, God wants us to wait. Can you ask your seatmate, pagod ka na bang mag-wait? Nakapagod, <laughs> no? No, seriously. <laughs> mag-wait. Pero majority, hindi mo majority, but a lot of times, actually, in my life, when I ask for something, a lot of times God will not say, yes, kagad. You know what He would do? I want you to wait. For example, when it comes to relationship, I want you to wait. When it comes to breakthrough financially, tina mo, bakit every year, madalas yun prayer, breakthrough financially. He wants you to wait. In relationship, he wants you to wait. But part of the waiting is our responsibility. Look at David. David was anointed by Samuel when he was, I think, 16 years old. Here's the anointing of David. When he called Jesse and the kids of Jesse, he, because God told Samuel, one of the kids of Jesse will be the next king. They will, he will replace Saul. And then Jesse didn't include David. So Samuel said, no, is there another child of yours? And Jesse said, there's another one. So when David came, what happened? He was ruddy with beautiful eyes, handsome in appearance. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil, anointed David. Did he become the king of Israel right away? No. You know what his responsibility was after the anointing? Look at the next verses, verse 19. Saul was having problem, the current king. He was having, you know, problem with nightmare, somehow being attacked by demons, something like that. It was bothering him. So one of the servants said, you need someone to play a music to calm your heart and your mind. And one servant recommended, I know this guy, David. He's a, you know, a great musician and he has a pure heart. So Saul sent message to Jesse and said, send me your son, David, who is with your flock. Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread and a jug of wine and a young goat and sent them to Saul by David, his son. Then David, what? Came to Saul and attended him. Did he excel serving Saul? Look at the next verse. Saul? Oh, he gave his best. Kung ako nandyan, baka sinabi ko kay Sol, tabi Sol, ako na. Diba? Eh, kasi ako na yung na-anoint eh. 
Right? I'm, I was anointed as king already. I could have been proud and said, you know, you're gonna die in a, in a few years. Just let me sit down. Give me your crown. No. What did David do? If God will not give me the kingdom yet, it's okay. You know, it took, scholars would say, eight years before he became king. From the time he was anointed to the time he became king, it took around eight years. In those eight years, he served Saul. What else did he do? He ran away from Saul. He was accused of stealing the kingdom. You know why, was, why the people were fond of him? Because it was God working in the people. Imagine this was a shepherd boy. He doesn't know a lot of people in the kingdom of the Israelites. But God was working in and through the hearts of the people. They fell in love with David. And they wanted David to be the next king. Why? God was working in the hearts. We cannot change people, but God can do that. And while David was waiting, what did he do? He never harmed Saul. He was running away from Saul. He was spending time with the Lord. And that's why one of the Psalms that he wrote, Psalm 27, verse 13 to 14. Let's read this together. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Verse 14. Wait for the Lord. What do you do while you wait? Be strong. Let your heart take courage. And? Galingo. That's what David realized. So when you wait, you need strength. And while you're waiting, God will give you strength. But you won't have strength if you're not holding on to God's promise. Kung nakakapit ka sa wrong people, you're not going to have that strength. But when you're holding on to God and His Word and His promises, while you're waiting, He's going to give you the strength. Now, I want you to watch this video, a testimony of this lady. And I think a lot of you have seen this testimony already. But I want to share this with you because this is one example of God keeping His promise to this amazing woman. Let's watch this video. Good afternoon. My name is Melrose Ukaya, married to my late husband, Pastor, for 50 years. When my husband and I got married, we had a dream. It was to have many, many children. We wanted to complete the letters A to Z for the names of our children. That is why the name of our first child is Amabel Binky, representing the first letters of the alphabet. After Binky was born, jokingly we told the nurse that we will be coming back next year and every year until we complete the alphabet. But God had other plans. Sadly, I was unable to conceive in the next years. God used this time of waiting for me to draw near to Him. I began to take my relationship with God more seriously. I prayed fervently to God, asking Him for a sign. I even prayed the prayer of Hannah in the Bible when she prayed to the Lord, Lord, if you give me a son, I will dedicate him to you. Then one day, almost 13 years after my first baby, God allowed me to conceive, and by God's grace, He granted us our request. He gave us a son, and we named him Paolo Martin. As a Christian mom, I tried my best to bring my two children to church for them to listen to God's word and know Jesus personally. It was a desire that I thought God would grant right away, but He did not. It was again a journey of faith and fervent prayer. You see, because my first child was an only child for more than 12 years, she was a spoiled brat. 
And since my second one came after many years of waiting, he was the baby of everyone. Hence, he grew up spoiled as well. But that did not stop me from hoping in the Lord, believing that their lives are in His hands and that He can change them for His glory. I remember when I would drive Marty to school from nursery to grade school, we would pray inside the car before going down. After years of praying, praise God, they started serving the Lord in church. Throughout the years, I never stopped praying for them and entrusting them to God. I never knew how God would answer my prayers. I just trusted that God would work mightily in their lives. And indeed, He did. My daughter Binky, even while she was single, was committed in discipling ladies and serving in various ministries. And now that she is married, she continues to serve God with her husband in CCA Phyllis and discipling young couples. And remember my son whom I dedicated to the Lord? God honored my commitment to him. He now serves full-time in Elevate, the youth movement of CCF. He is being used by God to reach thousands of youth in our country. One time, as I watched him speaking on stage in CCF, I cried with tears of joy and gratefulness to my Lord. I never imagined that this was how God would use my children for His glory. Indeed, when you entrust your family to the Lord, He will hear and honor your prayers. We just need to do our part in loving them and praying for them fervently. To my faithful God who answers prayers, to Him be all glory, honor, and praise. So I think you figured out already, that's my mom. She's na- her name is Melrose Okaya. Isa lang yung hindi totoo doon yung spoiled, but uh, I'm just kidding. You know, I, I wouldn't be here if she wasn't persistent in praying. I don't think I'll be serving God, preaching, leading a ministry, making an impact if she didn't pray. And until now, she keeps praying for me, for my family. She's my prayer, greatest prayer warrior. That's why we should persevere in prayer. And still also for your family. Maybe for some of you, it's challenges in the family that you don't understand. It's not being solved by the Lord. Don't give up. Keep praying. It may take one year, five years, ten years, or even more. But keep praying. Why? Why does God want us to keep praying? So that our perspective will be right. So that our plans will be aligned to God. So that we learn to hold on to God's promises. I'll end with this passage in Isaiah chapter 40. Because I know a lot of us have been praying and we're waiting. And God is not answering it yet. Or somehow He's not explaining. But even if He doesn't answer yet and explain Guess what should be our perspective? Look at Isaiah. And this passage was written in preparation for the Israelites because they will be under the, 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 Assyrian, the Babylonian Empire. They will be under the Babylonian Empire. And God was telling Isaiah, you have to tell them to be ready. How will they be ready if they know me? Look at the passage. Do you not know? So as they are in exile, they are to remember, do you not know? Have you not heard? What? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. Who is he? He does not become weary or tired. His understanding is 
inscrutable. Meaning to say, even if you don't understand yet, he knows everything. And look at what he does while you wait. He gives strength to the weary. You're tired as you're waiting and praying, he's going to give you strength. And if you don't have the might, he, you go to him and to him who lacks might, he increases the power. And though youths grow weary and tired and vigorous young men stumble badly, what happens? Yet, Here's the verse, those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. You know that word wait? The Hebrew word of that is the word kava. Ang ganda, no? Kava, kava. No, kava. No, seriously, that's the word kava. I love the meaning. Alam meaning? Ito meaning, ah. It means two things. Tension of enduring, that's the word kava, and eager expectation. Tension of enduring and eager expectation. Why? When you wait, there's tension. God wants you to endure. And when you wait, He wants you to expect. Keep praying, endure the waiting, and know that we will never regret God's blessing. I don't know where you are in your relationship with the Lord or what you've been praying for from God, what you want God to answer. I don't know what you're asking from God right now. But I know a lot of us who are here, we have been waiting. I know a lot of us who are here, we've been praying. Praying for a breakthrough. Maybe you don't like God's answer because He's making you wait. Or maybe you don't like God's answer because God already said, no, that's not for you. But you're seeking God, Lord, I want to understand. And somehow, you still don't understand. Maybe the point is for you not to fully understand it, but for you and me to fully trust Him. For you and me to continually pray, continually align our hearts, and hold on to His promises. Why don't we bow our heads? Why don't you close your eyes? I want to pray for everyone here. But first and foremost, I want to pray for a group of people who are here that maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus yet. You don't know Him. God is not your Heavenly Father. You're far away from the Lord. And maybe that's why you don't hear Him. You don't have peace. There's no joy. So if you're that person, the first step in order to have this kind of prayer, thriving prayer life is to believe in Jesus and receive Him as your Lord and Savior. So if you're that person, pray something like this. Tell Jesus, Jesus, please forgive me for all my sins. I'm sorry if I have been running away from you. If I believe in other things, but I don't believe in you. Forgive me, Lord, if I put my faith on myself or other people, but my faith is not in you. Today, I'm deciding to put my faith in you, Jesus. You are my Lord and my Savior. Transform me. From now on, I commit to follow you. For the second group of people that I want to pray for, Lord, majority of us who are here, we have a relationship with you. And we have some prayer requests, dear God. And some of us, we don't like the answer. Some of us are still waiting. Some of, some of us, we already heard the no, and we don't know how to move on. Please, God, help us not give up praying. Help us continually seek you. Because as you've said in your word, as we ask, we shall receive. 
When we seek, we will find. When we knock, the door will be open to us. And Lord, your presence is more than enough. So as we spend time with you, please fill us with your presence. Fill us with your spirit. Align our hearts to yours and teach us to daily hold on to your promises. Thank you, Lord God. We love you and we honor you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. We'd love to stay connected with you, so make sure to subscribe to our podcast or join an Elevate group through chatting with us. See you at our next podcast.